Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right. Welcome to another week of podcasting. Um... I love when I, I love when I'm connecting with people who are like overseas and all around the world. I actually just wrote a podcast, a social media post this morning about like just connecting with community like all over the world and how amazing that is like that we get to have this conversation that we happen to bump into each other and the interwebs and and we get this opportunity to both share what we do and talk about our abortion stories and here we are. So welcome Vicki Sweeney, uh, also known as Vicki the Freedom Coach, or I don't know, something, Vicki Freedom Coach, <laughs> which is how I found you on Instagram. Um, why don't I let you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, why you said yes to this podcast, and then we'll just chat. We'll chat about your story. We'll chat about the work you do and how it all weaves together and Let's go. Let's see where it lands. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Firstly, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just amazing how you can just connect with anyone anywhere in the world, like you say, and that's what I love about social media. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm now Vicky Killian. I got married last ah. year. Um, yeah, during the <laughs> pandemic, so that was um, yeah very interesting. But yeah, I'm now officially uh, married. And yeah, I'm a personal freedom coach. So I help women to create freedom from the inside out and to live life purposefully. Mm. And I just absolutely love um, just helping people to break free from themselves, from the past, and just really discover the power that they have within them. Mm. And um, yeah, I really just feel that when we go through our hardest times, sometimes we don't always know that there's gonna be light at the end of the tunnel. But actually, when you come through the other side, you can really see how that journey has molded you into who you are. And so I'm really passionate about helping others to discover that freedom. Yeah, I just got this visual as we were talking about, like, you're in a dark tunnel, right? And if you're willing to believe there's light on the other side, like, that's where you go. And if you're not, you just take another turn in the dark tunnel down a different alley. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like my crazy brain was just like visioning, like, okay, I can go that way toward the light, which requires me believing that ex it exists, right? Like finding the people to help me. Or I can just stumble from this dark place into the next dark place down another dark alley. Um, and that is not to say that like, we can all just access the light whenever we want because there's lots of things in in the world that bump bump up against us and like keep us in dark dark tunnels <laughs> um but we can always find the light eventually if we believe it's there yeah anyway yeah, that's my crazy vision um we connected this time like we connected a little while ago and then you reached out to me it was actually just last week and here we are um recording and you said, um, I, I think this sentence is fine to share. You just read, you messaged me and said, hey, I finally shared my truth around my abortion. 
And I was like, Ooh, of course I actually, I think my first response was, and how do you feel? And then after that, I was like, must go find her truth. (laughs) And so I jumped over to your Instagram and read your story and, um, yeah. And then I sort of glanced back up to reconnect with who you were and these ideas of self-love and authenticity and self-expression and how important that must have been for you to share your story when it's so much like the work that you do is around that telling your truth kind of like to yourself and out loud. So what was that like to decide to share? Like, why did you decide and what was it like? It's interesting when I think back now, because it's kind of like it been a journey in itself of accepting what happened and being completely okay with it. But then not knowing that there was a part of me that was afraid to share it out loud yeah. publicly. Because it's yeah. something inside of my coaching that I've openly shared with people. I've um, helped other women um, off the back of them sharing it with me and I've helped them to see it in a different way. Yeah. But it was something I just was unaware of that I was having resistance around sharing. And it wasn't because I had shame around it. It was more around there being a trigger for me about upsetting people. Yeah. And I had just recently last week been working because um, I'm working with a coach and she was talking about your throat chakra. And I, as far as I could mm. see in those moments, I thought I was being fully self-expression expressed. And I was like, you know what? I still have something coming up for me around yeah. openly expressing this. And it's because I don't want to upset the people that I love. I don't want to accept my uh, right. upset my right. friends that may be experiencing something and I then had to identify where did that come from and why am I feeling that way yeah and then I worked through that and was like no I'm safe I can share this and I'm so grateful I did because by doing it it's just opened up a whole new conversation and just again that next level for me to feel like you know what I'm not giving in to that story that I was believing without even knowing it was there yeah Yeah, I know I know Oh, we have a little echo. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> um, it's wild when we like keep uncovering layers, right? Like we feel like we've done all this healing work and we're through it and we're good and we're moved on to the next thing. And then it's like, oh, there's a, like, even as you said, the literally just the two words, throat chakra, I was like, oh, okay. I still have stuff in there too. Like, we think we're doing all this work, especially in, in my world. Like I talk about abortion all day, every day. So it, it seems as if I've worked through it all, but like, no, <laughs> so I've still got stuff that's stuck in there that I'm afraid to say. And I think you really spoke to like, for me, it's this idea that if I tell my truth, it will hurt people. Like, I don't want to hurt people. And and me, who I am, like my truth has the power to hurt people. Like it's terrifying. It's terrifying to like show yourself to the world in that way. And you said something earlier about living inside out. And the first thing that came to mind is like, I think abortion shows us our inside in a way not a lot of things do. Like abortion shows us these raw, vulnerable, like deep, 
dark and light, but like deep, deep places inside of us. And so to live inside out from there right away, totally scary. <laughs> I'm like getting all these crazy visions when I'm on with you today. I just was imagining, right? Like abortion shows us this deep, deep place and then it like throws down a ladder. And so here we are down there with this gigantic ladder, like how am I supposed to live? Like, how am I supposed to get out and live from this place that I now see inside of me? Um, yeah, I, I just think it's so amazing to reach that point where you're like, I do have more to say. And it's time to say it. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I remember when I, it's really interesting when I think back to what actually happened and like that week that I kind of was thinking that I needed to do a pregnancy test and stuff. We, that me and my um, husband had been having a conversation around like abortions and stuff. And it was really weird because I think now maybe subconsciously I knew within me that, that I was pregnant and I didn't want to admit it. And mm. we were just having this conversation. And as I was saying things, I was getting present to how much I was judging it. And then instantly within the week, I was in it and I was like, wow, like if this is a lesson, like I'm living it. <laughs> I just manifested that lesson fast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I remember crying so much because of the fact of, I kind of was hating on myself for judging it so much because in that moment I was yes. judging myself so bad. And it was oh. like, well, I'm judging everyone else and that's okay. But now suddenly it's me. And I had to instantly see that, that that way of living and the projections and all of the conditioning wasn't true. And I was just saying stuff that I knew nothing about. And yeah. it was just a really eye-opening experience for me to just be like, wow, I need to now feel into all of this stuff that I was so on the outside before looking in thinking I knew what I was on about. Oh my God, that's so amazing how quickly that happened. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> um actually just this morning I was just going about my day and I, I'm in this program called joyful marketing and she just did this like month-long thing a little while back about neurodiverse brains and how all of our brains function so differently and it's and like one's not better than the other they all just have these right whether it's like neurodiversity or um like physical challenges like chronic fatigue or whatever and um I promise this story is going somewhere I I remember stepping into that month and she was like it's neurodiversity month and I was like oh I don't feel like I have a neurodiverse brain so now I feel left out just like the dumbest thing ever but it felt so true for me I'm like I'm not gonna I wish I had a neurodiverse life or like a physically challenged life so that I could absorb this content in that way literally like a month later I find out I have like pretty severe anemia and I'm like struggling like I hit the afternoon I can't find like words on a coaching call I can't like write content the way I used to write content like I'm exhausted I'm like why do I need a nap in the middle of the day now did I actually create this? The anemia has been building for a very long time. It's totally not it. But this morning I was like, what the hell? I think I manifested this. <laughs> non-typical, not like 
like, um, you know, socially healthy life so that I could learn these lessons about like, it's okay to rest. It's okay to be different. It's okay if people don't understand why you're tired. Uh, just this morning, I'm like, did I manifest that? Like, what the hell? Why did I do that? <laughs> wow. That's crazy though. And when you can see it, you're like, gosh, like everything is happening for me. I know. <laughs> And that's um joyful marketing that's with simone yeah herself. simone soul are you in it too is that how no, we... i've just oh, okay. recently been following her in maybe the oh. last three months and it's just oh my gosh everything she posts i resonate with she's the only emails that i actually read when totally. i get all my emails she's the ones <laughs> i look out for and to be fair some of the stuff she's been sharing has also helped with regards to my sharing because yeah. it's so true and yeah. what she speaks about when you go into that space of like trying to be intentional with your content and all of this stuff but actually sharing from the heart it just yeah. flows so much more and that's what yeah. I did with that post and it just felt like this is me just sharing exactly how I would if I was talking to someone face to face yeah yeah I love her stuff and I yeah I, I love that you said like we realize actually I didn't write it down but that things are happening for us. Um, and I really feel that way about my whole abortion, like that it's, it was such an upheaval and such a, felt like such a disaster at the time. And just so quickly became obvious that like, wait, this is, this didn't happen to you. Like this is happening for you. And whether that's true or not, like it, freaking feels good to see it that way. <laughs> like when I see it that way, I go out and create and I help and I serve and I talk about my experience. And if I'm like, this happened to me, then, then what? Like, I don't get anywhere. So whether it's true or not, like feels better to think of it that way. It, it creates more of what I want to create in the world to think of it that way. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes some people are probably listening and they're like, what are these two crazy people talking about manifesting <laughs> health conditions and, and abortions and pregnancies? <laughs> but it really is all just in the way you choose to look at it and based on that light you want to get to at the end mm -hmm. of the tunnel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think for me, it was like, I'd been doing this work for, for a few years at this point and but it was just really highlighting a real conditioned belief and projected view I had that wasn't mine. And so I feel like I needed to go through it to be able to fully break free from it and actually see, yeah. you know what, like this is just the same way of everything else that I've broke free from understanding that there's always different perspectives and different ways of coping with something and just seeing things in a way that it isn't always just, well, society says this, so we now need to believe it. And actually the reason that so many people hide it and are ashamed of it is because of that, rather than having the space. It's the same with any mental health thing, isn't it? That people feel the shame around sharing it because of right. fear of judgments and stuff. But the more we can talk about something and the more open it is, the more comfortable people will be able to reach out to others and get the support that they need. Yeah. Actually, it was Simone recently who was talking about, this is just a Simone podcast, um, talking about how she got where she is because she uses the tools that she teaches. And to me, when I saw you sharing your abortion story, I was like, oh, this is Vicky using the tools that she teaches, right? Self-love, authenticity, self-expression. Like 
you had to, you know, follow your own guidance in that sharing in a way that was like, oh yeah, this is what I tell my clients to do, <laughs> which is what we all hit over and over and over again. But it's such a great example of that. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, we kind of get in the mindset of thinking we need to be the finished article all the time. No. And well, I can't share that this has happened because I'm supposed to be this. And it's like, no, the realness is in in the breakdowns of, you know what, I just discovered this for myself last week and I'm ready to share it with you because it will yeah. hit whoever it needs to hit and help someone. Yeah. And that was a space where I got to um, in the past where I felt like I had to I had to have no triggers and all of this and that's not possible. It, like you say, there's always things coming up because there's different realities happening that trigger something different that you've not worked on before, but we make it wrong but actually we're exactly where we need to be and we can still help someone else on our journey wherever we're at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What were some of the things that surprised you after sharing your story? Um, how many people mm-hmm. had, had gone through it. So I shared it on Facebook yeah. and I was blown away. I think I had about 70 comments of people just mm-hmm. saying, thank you so much for sharing I've had one too. I had people messaging me saying that they're crying reading it because I've spoke, mm. I've their the words that they resonate like as if I spoke through them. Uh, one lady messaged me saying she had an abortion in 2002 and she's still not dealt with it, and mm. she just was thanking me so much for sharing a, a different perspective on it and just she felt empowered by my sharing, and I was just blown away because when you're in amongst all of that, you feel so alone. Yeah, And so many people out there that haven't even shared it with anyone and they're still in that space of thinking that what they did was wrong when actually what they, what was happening was their choice and they don't need to feel wrong about that. Yeah. I love that when we, such a, excuse me, such a big piece of the fear of sharing our story is that we fear we'll be disconnected, right? We'll be like, isolated even more than we already are by keeping it quiet we'll be like disconnected from our people from our family from our circles um and what's so ironic about it is that it from what i've seen what i've experienced almost always does the opposite it creates more connection right like the fear of hitting post on this story and disconnecting yourself from what you know to be actually created so much more connection for you yeah. that you never would have exp- like never would have been able to tap into yeah definitely so cool and i think like you're saying is like we fear not being loved like mm-hmm. being rejected by the ones that we love when actually yeah. it's safe to just share our truth and we will be seen and heard and loved by the people that do care for us and that resonate and it's always just a projection isn't it that oh, people are going to think that, but that's still our internal world convincing us of that because of the fear that exists in the sharing, but actually it's not true. And by sharing it, not only do you set yourself free, you also allow yourself to be supported by the people that love you and want to be there for you. Yeah, and the people who love you now love you more. I mean, what is that even possible to love someone more? But yeah, it's like the connection deepens, the compassion deepens, the like sisterhood, camaraderie, whatever it is, it just gets stronger. And so anyone who rejects you after that story, 
what was that relationship anyway? Like the people who really love you are just going to love you more. Yeah. Definitely. Which, I mean, that's the big fear, right? Is finding out that no one really loves you. Mm-hmm. What if I share this and I find out that no one really loves me? Yeah. And that's the opportunity to choose. Which, like, what are the chances of? Slim yeah. to none. Slim yeah. to none. I mean, I suppose someone in the world somewhere may have that story, but I'm even doubting that's possible. Yeah. But that's the opportunity to choose self-love and to choose self-compassion and to choose to get what you need from yourself and not from the people who read that post yeah yeah and I think as well like you're saying like this the self-love side of it that loving yourself is where it starts that no one's ever going to be able to fill that void if you're needing that love from others it is an inside out job and actually you sharing your truth sets you free to be able to just be your authentic self. And if you continue to stay in that box of, of, oh, I'm ashamed of this, you lose the connection with yourself more because you're trying to disconnect with parts of you. So it, it is still, although we have the fear of not being loved by people externally, again, it's because parts of us, we're not loving on ourselves. And so we're looking for it externally, but actually inside of us, if we love ourselves and we yeah. know that we are enough within our authentic self and that's okay. And we are full, whole and complete just as we are. Mm. Amazing. So how do we do that? All right, let's, there's a listener who's like, I hear what you're saying. I get it intellectually, but like, I'm so not there. I can't do that. I've tried. It feels worse. Like whatever the things are. What are some tools and trip tools and tricks, tips? I don't know. <laughs> what are some exercises you use with yourself, with your clients and your community to cultivate that self-love to even when it's uncomfortable to start to nurture it? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is to get really present to the voice that's going on inside of your head and the story that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. because that story is what runs our life and so if we're there waking up every day feeling ashamed that we're not good enough that we were wrong for choices we made or what happened to us in our past makes us a bad person or that we're never going to be loved and things that stops us living in the present moment and so getting present to that story and starting to see where that comes from and understanding that what happened to you when you were seven at school or what happened last year no matter when it was it doesn't mean in this moment right now that it's the truth for who you are and you've created a story off of situations that are defining you without you even realizing so the first step is having that awareness of what am I telling myself yes when you can get present to that story you can start to see well that's not true and then starting to uh, what I suggest to do with my clients is to write down everything that they believe about themselves and start to see, is it true? Where's evidence to support the opposite of that? Oh, I'm not good enough. Well, hang on a minute. When am I good enough? What have I done? That's the opposite of what I've been believing because there's not just one reality occurring. There's always, there's always the, um, like there's always love and hate. There's always both occurring in the same moment. So if you're saying that you're not good enough, there's also times where you are good enough that you're not acknowledging. 
and starting to get your brain to see that there's also the positive occurring. You're just focusing on the negative because your brain yes. has been wired that way. Yes, yes. Um, I remember when an uh, exercise was introduced to me about confidence, which is you can use what you're speaking to in this exercise about confidence. You can do this for anything, right? Um, but in building confidence to, to recognize what am I confident in doing? And I just remember the example, pouring a glass of water and being like, well, that is the dumbest thing to recognize, but it's true. Like there was a time when I was not confident pouring a glass of water. Like that is the confidence I've built. I actually am confident. I actually do know how to drive, <laughs> right? All these things we don't realize, mm -hmm. these things that we love about ourselves that we're not seeing. And yes. I, like, I just, that's sort of been the theme of my week is awareness. And sometimes it's just all you need. Mm -hmm. So I love that you brought this up. Um, yeah. Having that awareness, having that perspective is sometimes you don't have to do anything else after that. It's enough yeah. to just shift the energy. Yeah. And being present in the moment and knowing that in this moment right now, nothing else exists. So no matter what happened in your past, it's not real in this precise moment. It's now a memory. So in that way, you can choose how you want to think, how you want to move forward based on this moment right now. And we live in the past and project it into our future and we miss out on living in the present moment. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to share when you came on today or something that's come up since our conversation that you feel like somebody needs to hear? Um, probably just that it's okay and you'll be safe and loved by you having your voice and you will be heard because when I wanted to share, I was then looking on Instagram and that's how I came across you. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I didn't know that there was people on, I hadn't even thought that there'd be people on Instagram that was sharing this stuff. Yeah. And it suddenly then made me think, wow, there's a, there's a whole conversation going on that I wasn't even aware it was existing. Yeah. And so if there's people out there that are doing it, it just shows that it's okay. Yeah. because people were sharing and this message is something I was really blown away by the statistics when I started to research it's what it's one in um three isn't it by the age of yeah. 45 yeah and I was like wow why am I feeling so like I'm gonna I'm the only one right now right because it wasn't something I was aware was a conversation that was existing and so there's so much power in sharing and being supported and surrounding yourself with other people that have gone through it so that you can see the evidence that it's okay and you're safe with sharing and you will be heard. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like anyone who's, no, don't share before you're ready to share. This is not an invitation to like get on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and like bust out your story when you're not really ready to do that. But if you're on the fence, if you've done some of the work around why you want to share and, and how you're going to work through that, um, use this as an invitation and send Vicky or I that message, right? That DM you sent me that's like, hey, I finally shared my truth. I finally yeah. shared my truth around my abortion. Yeah. Um, and know that we're on your side. Like know that when you hit send, hit post, hit whatever, upload. <laughs> whatever platform you're in right that like 
if nothing else, we, we, we've got you, we see you, we hear you, whatever your story is, like, we're here for you. Um, take this invitation and see how it feels. Send us a message about what, what came up for you. What did you learn? Maybe even prepare to share and see what you learn and don't do it. Don't share. Um, maybe you don't, maybe you'll find that that's not really a part of your healing journey or that you're not ready or, but you will learn something just in the, in the exploration of, is it time? Is, is it time to share? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually had my post written in my notes for a couple of weeks. I just wanted to get it out and written <laughs> nice. down. And so it was like you're saying, sometimes it's just that to get what's yeah. in your head out written down or said on a voice note so that you can just express it because yeah. you don't realize how much it consumes you when it stays in your head. Yeah. I saw something yesterday that was like an invitation to share your opinion in, in the New York Times about your abortion story and I saw it and I was like yeah you're supposed to do that and I just like wrote three pages of like in poetic form the way that I do not necessarily three pages of text but I just like busted out three pages of words and I didn't edit it and I hit record and I read it and I sent it to the New York Times and I was like there was this little voice in me that was like, I don't think they're going to share this, but something, there's a reason this needed to happen. Like there's a reason you needed to write it. There's something more coming from this, like just the power of seeing the invitation, responding to the invitation, writing, and just going for it. Like, even though I talk about abortion every day was super powerful so yeah just like respond to this podcast episode in whatever way you need to and trust that it's the right way Mm. yeah definitely because I this is my first time ever doing a podcast and this has opened up the back of the sharing and I'm just like wow look at that in itself it's now me openly speaking to you about something that last week was something that only me knew about (laughs) so good and even if you never talk about your abortion again maybe this is the beginning of podcasting in a new way for you or someone's going to hear this and connect to you like just trust those little moments that lead you to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing congratulations on your first podcast you were me you're a total pro absolutely thank you I, I think we, we probably offered some shred of value to someone. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was so good. It was so good to talk to you. I feel like um, for me, the podcast is, it's never about conclusions. It's just extending and opening and deepening the conversation in different directions. So yeah. this podcast was most definitely meant for somebody. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank yeah. you for everything that you, that you do. Um, I really appreciate you having me on here and just, yeah, having this conversation because it's not one that I've had before. Yeah. Thank you so much. And where can people find you? I'll, I'll of course link to everything, but. Yeah. So um, on Facebook, Vicky Killian and on Instagram, Vicky underscore, underscore freedom coach. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much and have a great afternoon. You're, you're like near the beach aren't you yeah I'm in Jamaica <laughs> at the moment yeah so I'm here um, yeah. for two more months 
you're gonna like step out your door onto the beach and I'm like gonna go put slippers on because it's cold <laughs> and there's no leaves left on the trees <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> all right beauty everywhere just all in different yeah. stages yes <laughs> okay bye thank you bye Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.